The following program is rated M-A-L. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. This week on the 5-Minute Warning. I, I have a question for both of y'all. Uh, sure thing. And it's, it involves traffic stops. You ever been in a car with white people and got pulled over and had to remind the white people that you were in the car too? No. But I, nah. know, I know what you're talking about, though. Because I have. I've been, I've been in the backseat of a car... It got pulled over. I was with two white guys, and we got pulled over, and they were cussing and complaining, and I was nervous as hell because I'm like, hey, dude, y'all need to realize the game is different now because I am in the back seat. <laughs> so all this reckless abandon that you feel like you can talk to the police, can we please not do that while I'm here? Like, if it's just you, cool. You you can say F you and do all that. But while I'm here, can we please be on our best behavior? Because I ain't got time for this shit. <laughs> that was the first time I ever got asked for my driver's license when I wasn't driver. everything and nothing at all that's everywhere you don't want to be it's Ruben Mo B and on the ones and twos AG the five minute warning good evening everyone how's everyone doing out there in the world that we all live in once again. Thank you for joining us on another Sunday night on 5-Minute Warning. As always, because my name doesn't really change, my name's Ruben, and of course, I have the cast of characters that are with me every week. We have on the ones and twos, AG. What's happening, y'all? How you doing? All right, all right. And of course, the one, the only, Moby. What's going on? Oh, I was like, please don't go any further down on that shot. This is a MA show. What? Which means I could whip it out if I wanted to. No, no, no. That means No, that would be another rating altogether. Yes, that's a different rating. <laughs> Hold on, player. That's that's so completely different. Um But yeah, man. Uh how's everybody doing this week? Tired, man. Overtime. Ah, making that money. I hear that. Computer hear issues. That uh, I know it's crazy, wait. <laughs> the, the world the world itself is just a, a crazy thing around here. What about you, Moby? How, how's your week up? I mean, you know, it started, it ended. Do it all over again this week. All right. The guy of uh, very little words. And you're surprised why? I, I just had to say I was surprised. I just said the guy very little words. That's all I said. And half the time, I think he does it for your benefit. I mean, I don't know if it's for my benefit, but <laughs> it's, for, it's for something. I just, I'm not going to say it's for my benefit because, to be honest with you, I'd rather him talk more. But, you know, him talking more might lessen the value of the words that he actually speaks. So I'm very fine with, you know, everything else. But yeah, man, it's, it's, it's real wild out here. Um, 
I have to start off the show with like one of my most favorite TV shows is back on the air now. Which is? Oh, oh I thought you know it. P Valley, baby. P Valley's back on TV. I saw. I saw the promo for that. I was like, I wonder if Ruben gonna watch it. <laughs> it's, I've still never even seen. What is wrong with you, man? Look, you need to see it for the athletics alone. Much less. See, you know, see, now you turn it. You've turned it into porn. It's a better show than the, the stripping. Hold <laughs> on, oh, no. see, see, it's not about stripping. What did Moby? What did you? What did you just say? You led with. Exactly. That's exactly what no, you no, led with. No, you, I just say anything about anybody take clothes off. It's about the athletics on the pole because you have to be an athlete to do some of that stuff. Are, are we really doing this? Do are we really I mean, doing this? I'm, right? Am I wrong? He is. He is. I'm, but am I'm I wrong? No. Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're 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 splitting hey, that's hairs. That's my segment, make... sir. That is my segment. Sir. <laughs> that's right. You're splitting hairs and you're creating euphemisms where they shouldn't be. Everybody knows half the reason why people watch P Valley. And there's nothing wrong with that. It is what it is. But it is a better show than the nudity in the poll. Oh, most definitely. But because well, you mean, led I'm... with it, you've made it porn. I have not. Okay. The show itself made it. Never mind. Never mind. You're right, sir. You're right. But I'll say this. You remember, I think it was a couple years ago. Well, last year, it was last year when when COVID really was rampant and nobody was going anywhere. And remember that story we did about in Houston? They oh, yeah, the drive-thru. the drive-thru strip club. Yeah. Bro, they put that in P-Valley. I was weak. <laughs> I was weak. That in itself is the reason why you need to watch the first episode. Because I was like, wow, they made it look a whole lot better than it did in that article. I mean, it was really good. I was like, dang. I was like, that's impressive. But yeah. Sorry, I've been too busy binge watching um, All American and then I just watched the first episode of The Boys, which I shouldn't have done. Why? Now you want to watch it's not good? No, it's not that it's not good, man. I just hate the fact that they feed us one or two episodes at a time, man. So I want- they only, they're only giving us one this time? I think it's two. I think they did the first two. Uh, could I have it? I haven't really tried to watch it. Okay. Uh, yeah, Blackboard Tisha Adams. Yep. P. Hey, Valley. Blackboard Tisha Adams got a picture, a new picture. Oh wow, nice. Yeah, P Valley is the show. That, that show is awesome. Um, but yeah, the new season started, so you know I ain't getting paid for it, but you should watch it. If you have stars, you have no excuse. If you don't have stars, no sponsor by who's got it. But. Let's go ahead and switch from that into a little crazy world. Now, I have to leave with this. This is not as crazy as I normally do, but it just means that everybody, I repeat, everybody needs to pay attention to. So, the officials at the airport seized cocaine stashed in a wheelchair. So in Charlotte, North Carolina, federal authorities said a man who had been arrested in Charlotte, North Carolina, after he was stopped by city airport, city's airport, with more than 23 pounds, um, 10 10 kilos of cocaine stashed in the seat cushions of his motorized wheelchair. What? Bro. (laughs) Hey, man, it just means that anything is available. If you stuff anything anywhere, it's available. But here's the kick, man. Look, 
I don't know for real if what I see on TV is the amount of cocaine that's like legit, like the big bricks. Because they say, yo, that's like five kilos. Bro, he had 23 kilos in his seat cushion. Do you know really how much 22 right. kilos of anything is? I don't know. It actually is 10 kilos. Excuse me. It was 23 pounds, but was ten, more than 10 kilos. But in your seat? Bro, like, I'm, I'm trying to I mean, did it, did he like. had to look funny when he was riding in it because you can't really sit in the seat the way you should, right? I mean, so, <laughs> so they encountered him when he was arriving at Charlotte Douglas International Airport from the DR. <laughs> I guess you got to find ways, man. His answers didn't match up. His physical purported handicap didn't match up. So literally, they thought someone was suspicious. So basically, this dude had an ailment, but the ailment probably didn't require a wheelchair. So they were just like, why are you in a motorized wheelchair? Your head, I mean, your, your finger hurt. I don't understand. They didn't say what it was. But the four packages containing cocaine were discovered within the seat cushions and had an estimated street value of $378,000. And here's the kicker. For all this, these are the last two sentences in this article, which should make people feel a certain way. The 22-year-old man was charged with trafficking in cocaine. Officials say he was a lawful permanent U.S. resident. Bro, how is he lawful if he's got 23 pounds of cocaine in his seat? I think they were just establishing the fact that he wasn't an illegal immigrant. I mean, okay. I mean, they see him. They see him rolling. They hate him, patrolling, and trying to catch him riding dirty. Okay, I'm lost. What's so funny? Yo, that's... I just I just quoted the lyrics to Chameleonaires riding dirty. Oh, okay. Yes. Literally, they call him riding dirty. Because that's literally what I was thinking about saying next. Because I was just like, hold on, man. 10 pounds, 10, 10 kilos of cocaine in your seat. And your ailment doesn't require you to sit down. Make some sense all those for me, man. Please. There Somebody. is none. I mean, the bottom line is he was trying to smuggle 10 kilos of cocaine in something that is every day, especially in an airport, you know, you see people on carts all the time. And my, I'm trying to make sense of it because now that I'm walking myself through it, are you going to get on the plane with that? And if you do, what are you going to do with the seat? I well, mean, do you take the seat with you? What are you doing? I assume that he sits on that in the plane? I don't know. You can't take the seat off, man. It's part of the chair. It's part no, of the vehicle. No, no. I mean, like, he sits in his motorized wheelchair. On the, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I've never, I've never seen, seen any motorized vehicle on a plane. But I've never not seen it either. So, I don't know. But the biggest question is, how do you get that out of the DR with 10 kilos of coke? You think they would have caught it there? Why? I mean, I would assume they go through the same detection system that they do when they come into the country. I mean, people have smuggled cocaine in fake pregnancy suits, stuffed up their ass, 
I mean, in so, the cooch, all over the place. Yeah, so so I mean, you ain't gonna catch it all. I mean, it's not Pokemon, especially but I guess. if you have it in a place where you have it buried under something dogs can't smell. And and then not only that, it's like most people don't pay attention to people in motorized wheelchairs. Let's be honest. Like, well, that's what I was saying. It's not unlike <laughs> it's not like you ain't never seen somebody in a motorized wheelchair. My thing was, what do you do when you get to the plane? Do they put you in a regular wheelchair? And if they do, what are you going to do with your with your seat? You know, I'm just I mean, like, yeah. Because if everything's in the seat, what are you going to just like take the seat? And then people are going to be like, why are you just taking the seat? Maybe well, they, maybe I don't, I don't know. I was thinking maybe we're reading too much into it. It's like, hey, he was trying to smoke cocaine. He got caught. The end of the story. I mean, I'm just <laughs> well, no. I think that's a good question. How did his seat get from the DR to Charlotte? Because they arrest him in Charlotte. I mean, they. I mean, I was actually assuming that they would put his motorized wheelchair like with the luggage underneath the plane, and then he just rolls on the plane. But they don't. They have no reason to check the motorized wheelchair while it's underneath. So why would it matter? I guess I assume they do the smell test. They they have dogs who smell before they leave the DR. I mean, because I mean, for God's sakes, you can lose an arm just by smuggling out some tequila in your bag. Like, you can go to jail for that. <laughs> I mean, it was probably surrounded in coffee beans and all that stuff. But I, I just thought it was weird that, I mean, I guess you're right. They they smuggled, I mean, not 10 kilos, but they smuggled a lot of cocaine and all that stuff in different ways. I guess that's just a new way. Hey, this dude can't walk. Or let's put, him, let's put a dude who should not be able to walk or whatever. Let's put him in a wheelchair and tell him to fake it until he gets to... America and hope for the best. I, I, I don't know what better. to say about this story. It's um, it's just weird. It is unique. I will say that. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, at least he'd have 10 kilos up his ass. So I guess that's a that's a benefit. Actually, that sounds much more normal. Been, I don't know about 10 kilos, bro. Man, you just, it's, like, it's like, man, look, all I'm telling you is that sounds more normal. I mean, it was four bags on his seat, man. So you stick 10 kilos up your ass. Like, there are other things that you got issues with. All I'm saying is people have done things. You'd be amazed with how big of a motivator money is. Or I mean, death. That's very true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Lucy. That's how they used to smuggle over there. I guess it was Japan. All that, all that dope. But different story, different time. All right. Rise and shine with AG. What you got for this week, brother? Actually, what I had was a hey ladies, but but I didn't I didn't realize <laughs> I didn't realize I had already done that until I saw the notes today and I was like, oh snap. Then I looked at the notes from last week. I said, you Oh snap. Rise and shine, man. Dude, I know what I told you. I just said I forgot, baby. Well, you got a hey, ladies, we can do that too. No, I got I got one for you because actually I had been preparing for a rise and shine for next week, <laughs> so I'm good either way. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is complete miscommunication in the production meeting. No, it's not a hey, miscommunication. Hey, ladies, rise and shine. Well, okay, let's, let's do it up then. So, all right, here I go. The the see the okay the the rise and shine, which I should have been preparing for, which I have way prepared for because I knew I had one next week, was the politics of civility. Basically, now, what, give us what you already got. Say what? You said you had the hey ladies done, right? Well, I kind of had both. 
I thought you said you weren't finished that round of Shonda. I wasn't completely prepared, but I'm good enough. I mean, okay. You do what why, you want. Why? You, you know what? If I can do what I want, why are you still talking? Because. Really? <laughs> anyway, it's the politics of civility. And we've all been through this, and I don't know if you you realize that you've been through it before, but especially nowadays, it's really, you know, front and center, where you have you have a situation in which black people are supposed to let's you know what? Black people are supposed to comply, right? Every time we talk about cops, it's always black people not complying. He got his neck broke because he wasn't complying. He got choked because he wasn't complying. All these things, if you would have complied and been civil, then you would not have been dead. So I go to January 6th and I'm seeing all these things happen. But the reasoning is completely different. All I see is the goalpost moving because civility is always administered by mainstream America to brown people, to black people, to foreign people. And many times we try to comply and try to make you feel comfortable because there are rewards to that. It is. If we make white folks feel comfortable, our lives get a little bit more comfortable. However, it doesn't take much for us to get the lecture. Now, the biggest thing here is that I'm trying to describe and to demonstrate is the fact that when you are black and brown, there are a set of rules for you. When you are white, there are a set of rules for you. So when it's racial unrest and civil unrest, because you want to do a sit-in, because you're tired of having to come through the back door to get into a restaurant, or not being able to get into a restaurant at all to start with. So you go in the back door, you have a seat, and you don't buy anything. Somebody pours hot coffee on you, the cops come, fight break out, whatever it is, that is someone telling you if you have if you if you're not going to be civil then this is what happens if you would have been civil this is what happens my question to you is if you're not if you <laughs> if you do exactly what you're told all the time how do you get anything how do you get anything done especially when you can always be explained away by saying or someone saying that doesn't look like you if you were to behave, then I wouldn't have to crack your skull. So that is what I think of it. Now I want to pose a question to y'all. What do you think about the politics of civility? And actually there's a politics of respectability too, which definitely has a African-American tone to it because you know, some black people like to wag their fingers, but it's all kind of melded together. So what do y'all think about the politics of civility? I think civility is shade oriented. So I, I feel like if it civility changes based on the amount of pigmentation in the equation. Um, much like you said, you know, it's it's what do they call good trouble or civil unrest or you know just trying to make a political stance or statement when it is people who lack pigmentation and 
when people have pigmentation, they are being non-compliant and posing a threat. Um, I don't think I'm a pessimist when it comes to that. I don't think that'll ever change. I think we we're very much rooted in us versus them mentality now. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Besides like aliens invading us, would we, what would unite us to make it not be us versus them? And even then I feel like some people might be like, Hey, if the aliens just mess with them, we're cool. Wow. Ruben, what's up? I mean, his his Independence Day theory was interesting. But is he wrong? I mean, I've always wondered that about Independence Day, too, because, like, Independence Day in the movie is like, oh, everybody came together to fight. And I'm just like, I don't believe it would work that way. I, I believe there'd be a lot of um, well-off white people like, hey, how can we make sure the aliens just attack them? Well, see, I'd say, <laughs> I would say in your theory, they never went too far off off the grid on that they kept it very centralized very big city <laughs> very, well very big government president and the air force and that's pretty much it they didn't go into the fact that how it affected other people until you saw the montages of parts of the country who were scared that the world's about to die and then they were happy that the world ain't gonna die which means they ain't gonna die so um so yeah that's that would be a very interesting question for them um and with that being said at least from what i've seen so far before i ask your question um i feel like um crap jurassic park is literally the reverse of that because you never saw how it affected brown people <laughs> because it was that wasn't part of the theory that wasn't part of the thing but it affected white people a lot now you would assume that especially in the new one that's coming out since dinosaurs are not everywhere like insects it would affect everybody but that still remains to be seen so that'll be something interesting using your theory that I would be looking forward to in that. But to answer your question, I mean, I remember growing up and I don't ever, as hard as I might, I don't remember having the, having the real conversation of, you know, because you're black, if you get pulled by a police officer, you need to do certain things. The conversation that I had was, Regardless, if you get pulled by police, this is what you do. It was never stated because you're black or because you're brown or whatever. It was like, this is what you do. You know, your hands are 10 and 2. You know, when they get there, you have your license out. You have your registration out. Because in Virginia, they don't require us to have insurance information out. And that's it. So that's what I was told. That's, you know, yes, sir. No, sir. Now. And he might have been telling me that, you know, because I was, hey, you're a black, you're a black boy and all that stuff. But he never specified because you're black, you need to be, you need to make sure you treat, you treat the police in this way. Um, That I can honestly say, I can't remember having that discussion with my dad, but 
I mean, that was a discussion we had. It wasn't because I was black. It was because this is what you needed it. You need to comply. You need to do it. So it was like, you know, none of the craziness. Um, so, yeah, I would say that in my experiences with police, I've never had to get out of a car. So I feel as though so far, you know, what he told me has worked. However, actually, let me change that. I had had to get out of a car once. Um, and that's an interesting story. Me as a friend going to a location. Yeah, they're a Caucasian, whatever. And we get stopped. And I'm just like, I'm not driving. And he pulled, it was four of us. He pulled all four of us out of the cars at nighttime. And of course, one of my friends who was Caucasian, he asked us where we were drinking. And of course, he was like, iced tea, sir. And I was just like, you're an idiot. Like, you're an idiot. Because I'm thinking, oh my God, what the hell? Like, why would you say that? But of course, he put, you know, stop, make sure we're good, good to where you're going, go. Um, and I was probably in my 19, 20, something like that. But yeah, I mean, clearly it is because you don't see a lot of, you don't see a lot of non-brown um, people get pulled and, or excuse me, recorded, get pulled and have the same situations as brown people. You know, now, does that happen and it's not recorded? Could be, doubt it, but you never know. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree with the, with the, with that. You know, for brown people, the rules are a little different. But yeah, I hope that answers your question. I think I understand you. Well, that's the rise okay. of shine, y'all. I, I have a question for both of y'all. Uh oh, sure thing. And it's, it involves traffic stops. Yeah. You ever been in a car with white people and got pulled over and had to remind the white people that you were in the car too? No, but I, no. Know, so I know what you're talking about though. Because yeah. I have. I've been, I've been in the backseat of a car. It got pulled over. I was with two white guys and we got pulled over and they were cussing and complaining. And I was nervous as hell because I'm like, hey, dude, Y'all need to realize the game is different now because I am in the back seat. <laughs> so all this reckless abandon that you feel like you can talk to the police, can we please not do that while I'm here? Like, if it's just you, cool. You you can say F you and do all that. But while I'm here, can we please be on our best behavior? Because I ain't got time for this shit. <laughs> I, I, I have not had to do that. And, that was the first time I ever got asked for my driver's license when I wasn't driving. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Why do they yeah. do? He asked me. I never understood. He was, like, he, he, he was like, "Sir, do you have your ID?" And I was like, "No, I don't." And he was like, "Sir, why don't you have your ID?" And I was like, "Cause I'm not driving." <laughs> Moco Cowboy, can you please <laughs> turn out the NWA? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I when I've been in the times I've, I've been always, I've people. always wondered did anybody else ever have that experience because I only had it once, but when I did, I remember very specifically being like, "Hey, dude, y'all need to act a little different because I'm in the car. The rule, y'all don't know the rules have changed. This is probably going to be your first experience." <laughs> and even when we pulled off, he was like, "Dude, that dude asked you for your license. That's bullshit. You're in the back seat." I'm like. 
Welcome, sir. Welcome, <laughs> sir, to the land of pigmentation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only time that I've ever had it, it's, I've never had to say, hey, shut up. But I did, when my friend said that iced tea thing, I did give him the look like, I think you need to shut the fuck up. You got to shut the fuck up, look. <laughs> he shut up, because I was like, come on, bro. This is not, this is not the move. Um, I did get pulled one time wasn't driving I was in the passenger seat the front passenger and somebody and we have pushed a a coat to the back and we were of course we were in Nags Head and yes I was the only African American in the car five people and he pulled us because he thought we were we had like a beer bottle or something a bottle and we was just like no officer I mean it's a coat yeah and I was just like eh he didn't ask me my ID, but he was like, where y'all going? Well, we're going back to the, you know, the hotel room that we're staying at, blah, blah. You know, they had shit to do that night. Hey, maybe we can find some dope on these five, these five young people. Guess what? No, keep moving. But yeah, but I agree with you that it happens. Hey, uh, that was, oh, that was it. All right, Tico. I mean, I don't remember what segment I was supposed to do this week. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> hey, so hey at least I read the show notes. At least I read the show notes. No, I'm just playing. But yeah, I, I'm not doing that. So um, I'm okay. not doing to tell me I'm wrong. Um, okay. That's good because all I was going to do is lose anyway. I wanted you to tell me I'm wrong, but then I, I thought... I wish I would just tell me this early. Nah, man. This, this, is, uh, this happened, you know, a few hours ago, so... I mean, I you can still put on a message not doing tell me I'm wrong. I, I, made, I made an executive decision to um to to try a new segment. Oh jeez. <clears throat> Hold on. <laughs> you gotta drink the Westminster <laughs> drink. That means must be real. Real No nah, man, no nah, man. Um actually it, it sparked with the tell me I'm wrong. So I guess it might still be a tell me I'm wrong. But really it, it's a as my kids always tell me that I'm always referring to things that happened in the olden days. Well, um, yeah, I had a I had a flashback of olden days, and it made me sad today. So this got sparked today. Um, my daughter had a flag football, kind of like a celebration cookout for their season. So the committee um, had a bounce house out there. They had um, flag football. Coaches played the players. Um, parents played the players um they had basketball court dj you know it really just it kind of almost looked like will smith summertime music video back in the day you know there was a dj you know basketball court it, it was it was hype but my issue yes yes sir did you stiff on a player when you were playing flag football First of all, I'm still in a walking boot, so I was refereeing. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, AG, I thought it was a fair question. I thought and, it was a fair question. And based on looking at them parents, like, seemed like they were, like, super out of breath, like, two plays in. <laughs> I, was just, I was just like, man, maybe I don't want to be out here anyway because I'm not trying to embarrass myself either. But sure. what I realized is... um the internet has ruined summer vacation i saw about 40 kids out there playing and having a great time in the sun and i realized that 
I hadn't seen that many kids outside doing activities in over a decade. The basketball courts, when I drive by, usually has nothing but um, a few teenage guys there and some old heads maybe trying to relive their glory days on Sundays. <laughs> like you used to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so I don't know what happened. And I honestly, my kids are now old enough where like summer vacation is a thing. It's a thing for them now. They're like, hey, yeah, we're out of school now. And I realized that they're excited that now they can play Fortnite all day. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And I just wish I could give them a taste of the olden days so they could really, like, what stories are they going to tell of their summer childhood to their kids Fortnite yeah I mean because man all all of the coolest stories I have happened during the summer happened outside and you know I got I hear all these chicks you know we had a hot girl summer then after COVID you know all the girls are screaming they out we outside and I'm realizing that ain't nobody really outside <laughs> I mean, I guess only thoughts and old heads is outside this summer. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I feel like if you, I feel like if you threw a basketball out there to like thirty kids, they would stare at the basketball for about twenty minutes before they realized there was something they could actually do with it. <laughs> and it's it's disheartening. I mean, like half of the stories that I've told on this show happened during summer vacation the infamous bike down the hill story. i was gonna say did that happen on summer vacation? Summer. hell yeah <laughs> can you ride it to speed yes hell yeah all, all the cool stories happen in the summer like J- justin timberlake talking about summer love like how did the kids link up in the summertime anymore because you know back in the day the link up during the summer was go to the park the playground even all of our songs used to have stuff like they had a song called The Playground. Will Smith yeah. talked about getting a short set because girls that, you know, sometimes course got girls there. Like, not anymore. <laughs> what are you so, at on Tinder? I, look, I don't, I don't even want to know where the teenagers are at. I know they online. You know I mean, where they ain't at? You know where they ain't at? Outside. In a school. <laughs> Well, I will say the advantage... They ain't outside and they ain't in a book. <laughs> well, you're right about that. I'm just saying that there is an advantage to being online like that because it opens up... It opens up the, you know, the area in which you have, the you know, the pool that you can draw from. Because I know in the summertime, as far as girls went, you, you kind of are limited to the girls in your neighborhood. I'm just saying. Yeah, but you also learn interpersonal skills... I mean, you weren't just swiping left and right. You learned interpersonal skills. Well, that's true. Well, I don't know, man. The world's different. I know you. You remember going to the swimming pool? Remember how, yeah. how big of a deal going to the swimming pool was? Yeah, because I, yeah, man, I, I can I can smell the chlorine right now. But that's not no. That's just not a thing, man. I mean, not me. Huh? I don't know. No, I don't know none of what you speak. You never went to the wider. I mean, four H. No. no? 
I did 4-H, but that was one week out of summer. The rest of it was in the country. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean that my 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 big mama's house or my granddad's house. It's one of the two. I know why I wasn't at my house. How long did you stay? Bro, it's like two weeks at a time, baby. Good gravy. Then Your parents like you? Not during the summer. Oh well, my they because they work. <laughs> Because they were, hey. and they were just like, well, I'm not going to leave you here by yourself. And I'm just kind of like, why not? I'm actually scared about going to the swimming pool now. I mean, we talking about all the thought pockets that be walking down the street. <laughs> you know, the, the, the swimming the swimming pool, I feel like every swimming pool that I see people posting up, there's a few kids in the shallow end, and then there's a whole bunch of people um, just twerking to random music playing. And I'm just like, hey, the pool should be kind of a family atmosphere. When you got kids there, we should... At least wait for it to be nighttime before you out here um, twerking at the red light, twerking on the headlights. I mean, but uh, aren't they trying to make TikTok so videos and whatnot? What would you say? Aren't they trying to make kids? TikTok videos? That's why you have to say I can't. love that. Exasperation. He's like, <laughs> either send your kids to camp or it's time for the family vacation. You and see, look, but that, but that's the thing, man. So you gotta you gotta be damn near rich to send your kids to camps now. So basically, you're saying the only people that can get like family oriented experiences are people with money. Because I mean, my summer vacations were very fucking free. You know, it was go to my grandma's house, be outside from ten in the morning to eight at night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> But it was different back then, man. It was different. Comic books were twenty five cent, bro. You're right. It was it was the olden days. It was the <laughs> olden days. But I mean, you know what? But you know what is free? And I mean, that's what we did. Historical monuments are free. Take your kids to. Uh, well, my dad took us. My mom and dad took us to. Um, once again, Pennsylvania. you talking about getting taken places? Like, look, my mom was working during the summer. And I was at my grandma's house, so won't nobody taking me nowhere. I was just, hey, get outside, come back during lunch. Don't come in, don't be coming in and out of my house, because you know my my AC ain't for the neighborhood; it's for this house. But are you gonna do that for your kids? What? Let them go outside? He's begging them to go outside. I, I, no, I would man. love for them to go outside. Well, I'm just saying, but you're t- I'm talking other than the backyard. <laughs> Cause they no, went to I, the backyard. If, if they want to go somewhere, they go somewhere outside. <laughs> they know, know kids. They know kids in the neighborhood. I mean, what's up there? Fortnite is what's up. I mean, you could also they, send a trick, send them to your grandma's for a week. I mean, yeah. But see, my grandma can't really do anything now, so they they go to my grandma's house. They doing more watching her than she watching them. What about your mom's? I mean, she in the same boat she was before when I was growing up. She's still working. Maybe it's time for that family vacation, bro. Like once again, once again. So you saying the only way to get good times is spend some money? Spend some bro, money. I mean, <laughs> it, I mean, I, I hear I'm, what you I'm saying. So, I'm sorry, man. Bougie ass Ruben. My 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 best summertime memories was free. <laughs> I mean. And yo, I walked everywhere. Like I don't think. I I mean, I did have a bike, but I, you know, I walked everywhere in Portsmouth. 
man, I don't want nobody to worry about Debo, man. I just, I walked a lot of places, man. Now, I did ride a lot of places, too, but I mean, I walked. If I had to get there, I'd get there. <laughs> Gas prices. I know, are, right? <laughs> you're right. I might be riding my bike this summer. For real. When, gas went up ga- 20 cents overnight. <laughs> when, ga- when gas hit $5 in my area, I might, I might have to retire. I mean, I don't know. I, I just... But yeah, so th- this won't no tell me I'm wrong, man. This was just like, a, a, almost like a back in my day, the olden days. Like, in the olden days, we went outside for the summer. Hey, man, I still can taste the, the rubber in the water coming out of the faucet, bro. That was some good water, man. I know yeah, I was poisoning myself. When it, when it's not, yeah, but I say when it's 97 degrees outside, like, as long as it was wet and below 80 degrees it was great well i was i was a little bougie because i let it run for about 30 seconds to get that hot water out the hose but after that well, she's it. Nah, man, some people be like don't waste my water i mean everybody's like don't waste my water oh, but well, what they saying. don't know that's why i said i was a little know. bougie because i didn't play that i let it run for a few seconds get that heat, hot mean, water out of the out, the, out of the hose you I know what know. i ain't seen the olden days i ain't seen nobody with no water guns I ain't oh, seen man. no water balloon. Guns, man. Seven Eleven sold a three pack of the little pistols. Uh, they were yellow, red, and blue. Oh man! Put the water in there. Put that little plastic plug on there. Run around squirting people. Then they had a yeah. nerd to come out with these these automatic weapons they got now. What in the world? That ain't fun. What's the fun in that? You don't ever run out of ammo. <laughs> even I mean, e- even the old school super soakers had your forearms working. Had to pump it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Has this turned into a nostalgia thing? Yeah, yeah. The olden days, man. That's that's what this was. The olden days, man. You want to have a All segment? Right. That's his, that's his new segment. The olden days. <laughs> I'm just saying, in the olden days, man. Like the headline is in the olden days, man. Summertime was free. <laughs> well, tell yeah, you, you should just tell your girls. Well, why don't you fight, invite your friends over? Actually, it was free outside. to you. It was free to you because I ate. Man, my dad, he, whew, my parents, they're, they're just, they're saints. Because in the summertime, I ate all day food. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, see, man, my, my, I, didn't, I didn't understand what the big deal was that I, I drank a gallon of milk in three days. I didn't understand that. I was like, well, just go get some more milk. <laughs> hey, like, I spent summer vacations in so many different places, man. So, like when I was in Savannah, I spent summertime at my aunt's house and, you know, I would get breakfast at my house. I would get dropped off at my aunt's house. We would walk about six blocks over to get free lunch because they had it at the park. I'd come back and maybe, maybe might get like a hot dog midway through the day so i mean yeah I, I didn't really worry about eating a lot of food there now at my grandma house it was different i knew i was gonna get dinner and i was gonna get breakfast and if i played my cards right i was gonna get decent lunch i just had to make sure i got back to the house when she ate lunch because she didn't make lunch on my schedule it was her schedule <laughs> You you, you make your childhood sound real abusive, man. No, no, I'm just saying. Like, I just learned her schedule. You know, I'd be, you know, I'd be at the court playing basketball. I look at the sun in the sky. I'm like, wait a minute, 
He sundialed it. He sundialed it. <laughs> he ain't got to watch it. Yes, he got to look. Hey, he walk everywhere he go. He got a sundial time. for a watch. He work around his grandma's food schedule so he can get free. Man. He's it's like, man, you sound this. like a dog, man. He is the olden days. <laughs> olden days. And I'm older than that. I don't, nah, I ain't get down like that. I mean, that's going to be something that you you can get that. I ain't, not, not me. Sorry. Sorry about your luck. I feel privileged, man. I was working on no one's schedule. I was You? Just, me too. Shoot. I was like, man, like I said, just go and get some milk. Once I hit like late middle school, I was working in the morning because my grandma would make me cut all of the neighbor's grasses in the morning around the way. So I knew from like 7.30 in the morning to about 11, I was occupied. She was going to take me somewhere. I was going to have to walk somewhere with the lawnmower. I'm going to cut Mr. Poole grass. I'm going to go cut Miss Hamilton grass. I'm going to cut Miss Cooper's yard. I'm doing something for free. I I feel like saying I'm sorry. Now, did your your grandmother make you, like, if somebody really wanted to pay you, did your grandmother make you give them money? Oh, no, no. I could get get paid. Oh, you could? Okay, okay. It won't won't fair wages, but it was paid. (laughs) What you get for a yard? What you get for a yard? Well, I mean, it depends. Like, you know, Mr. Poole, he would slip me a 10. That's you know kind of good, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, his pool's half up I mean, here, but, you, you know. I mean, you a 10, man. You a 10, bro. <laughs> Cutting grass at 730, she must have yeah, hated her man. neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Hey, my grandma woke me up at 6 in the morning every day in the summer. Now, she didn't physically go in there and wake me up. But my grandma started sewing at six in the morning every day. So and them them old sewing machines, loud. They loud. Yo, you. <laughs> good luck sleeping through that. I, I can sleep through a train before I can sleep through them old. Sewing Yo, man, does she have a? Does she have a singer? Man, she had like six different ones. Okay. And and I knew she was really getting in her groove where I could hear the foot pedal. I was gonna say she, she had, had foot she pedal. Had, yeah. She had the one where she be hitting man. Yeah, so there wasn't no such thing as sleeping in in my grandma's house. Like, it didn't matter what time I went to sleep that night. At 6 in the morning, Man. that sewing machine was going to be hitting. I almost feel bad for you now. You didn't Why? get to sleep in during the summer. And my then, summer he, turned, then awesome. he turned 18 and his mom gave him some luggage. Yep. <laughs> I'll never oh. forget that. <laughs> you, you know how these olden days have spoiled me, man? Man. Like, like tomorrow, I'm going to wake up and get ready for work. And I'm gonna go in my girl's room and I'm just gonna stare at them. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be mad as shit at them because they gonna get to sleep in. And I'm gonna be like, what the hell is that? Like? They out of school already? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I just want to remind you, Tico, that you're the one that's building this vacuum for them. Yet you complain and you hate them for the vacuum that you've built. You see, I, it's I, I didn't build it, man. Hold on. The king runs the kingdom. Queen runs the king. So I would love to just basically at seven in the morning go in there and be like, fuck your ass up. <laughs> <laughs> or, or hit him with the old school lingo that my grandma used to hit me with if I actually did manage to sleep till like eight in the morning. You done slept half the day away. That's eight in the morning is half the day? Ruth Howard thought eight in the morning was half the day away. Well, I guess when you wake up at four, I guess it is half the day. <laughs> She's I'm not wrong. You know. I'm just letting you know, I'm thanking my parents. I'm texting my parents. <laughs> and thank you, because I wouldn't have made it if I was going through what Moby went through. Bro, I'm telling you, my summers were awesome, though. Man, okay. 
I mean, he's not he's not wrong about that because you figure if you if you're awake at six, you know how many hours that is to do whatever. Well, you did have to cut the lawns. Hold on, man. I I was literally the cool spring Nino Brown, man. I was my brother's keeper because I go cut some grass, get ten dollars, go to Andrew's Grocery, told us about clean us. up on the penny candy, yep. just be at the stop sign. All my boys finally waking up, coming outside. You know, I got all the jawbreakers. I, I got all the candy they need. Yeah, knowledge. And I don't even really eat candy like that, but I had it for. I made sure my peoples ate. <laughs> Man, whatever you need to tell yourself to make you sleep at night. Make me sleep at night, bro. My my summer vacations were awesome. He just said it three times, bro. And that's great. Like, it seems like all your stories from summer vacation to 4-H, all my stories are everyday life. (laughs) Hey, I mean, (laughs) your life is your life and my life is my life. I'm happy with mine. But a Cavati get up at 6 o'clock every day on some vacation. Hold on, hold on. I ain't have to get up, but I mean, good luck sleeping through it. Yeah, exactly. Like, won't nobody coming in my room which, saying get up? Which means, no, she she basically said the sound and then it wake your ass up. Yeah, man. That and was I mean, passive cool. aggressive. I agree with that part. But yeah, he said I mean, his summers cool. were awesome, man. That was, she got paid to sell people stuff. Like, that. that oh, was she her, was working. She, yeah, that was her side hustle. I didn't realize. I, okay. Yeah. And I, hey, and there's nothing wrong with that. But that is that passive. Wait aggression. a minute! This is Black Adams. If you don't, if you don't know about the penny y'all. candy, like I, I, once again, I'm olden days, baby. The penny candy was hit. Oh, you mess around, have a dollar, and be the hood superhero. Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like you know nowadays it's kind of equivalent to taking twenty dollars to a fast food joint and ordering purely off the dollar menu. What dollar menus? I don't even know if they have them no more. McDonald's, man. They still have a dollar menu? Yeah. Nah, man. Them joints like a dollar nineteen, bro. Well, they but still the have a, they got a dollar menu. Dollar stuff no more. <laughs> man, anyway, I ain't messing with y'all. <laughs> McDonald's, man. McDonald's. The olden days. All right. Moby's got a new seven called the olden days. 750 can get you like 24 nuggets at Burger King. Like. I mean. They're nasty, but okay. What? Never mind. I'm moving on. All all gray meat nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> That's cold, man. <laughs> That's I cold. Mean, they, they are nasty. I'm not gonna front. They are not I nasty, man. Dipping them in that honey sauce. Ooh. Mm. I mean, if you gotta if you gotta put in something else to cover up the taste. There you go. I like sauces, man. I'm not trying to cover up the taste, man. So I put soy sauce in my Chinese food. That means I'm trying to cover up the taste. Is Black Morticia Adams really playing us like that? So you really ain't old enough to know about Penny Candy? She's probably really young, man. Because Penny Candy like went away after And now she talking about my nuggets. Okay. This is just cardboard nuggets. Yo, you I told you. Like if you just said McDonald's or you said Wendy's, I'd roll with you. McDonald's McDonald's is as bad as Burger King. Now, Wendy's, that might be a little different. McDonald's and Burger King are the same thing. Don't even trip. But you know who's got the best chicken nuggets? No no joke. Um, Oh, crap. Hold on. How you going to say How you going to come in all aggressive? You know who got the best chicken nuggets? (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) My secret ain't telling nobody. You know know why I forgot? Because he old. (laughs) Because <laughs> he, no he know what penny candy is. Ain't, ain't no lie. To, I know what penny candy is. But nah, man. Uh, 
damn it. What's the name of that? They can't place? be that good if you can't remember the name. No, it's just I don't remember. I don't eat there a lot. But. Man, we had all the dope candy. You had the original Big Chew. Um, you had the fucking candy that looked like. Um, Is that this candy look like tobacco? Yeah. Oh, I love that. When I play you baseball, the bur- dude. You come with the, the gum? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. called Big Chew. Yeah. Big Lee Chew. Big Lee Chew. I tell you what, man, it makes my jaws hurt. Just after it got old and hard, good craving. Didn't have anywhere to spend. I mean, it. And, and the flavor went out in about five chews, but like. Yeah, that's true. What was the <laughs> What was the bubble gum with the comic strips in it? Oh, Bazooka Joe. Yeah. What? <laughs> you just you just ate them just you did a comic strip. You remember the candy that looked like um popsicles, like looked like the frozen popsicles, but it was like this wax thing, and you chewed through it, man. Look. Yes, I know what you're talking about, and that joint was nasty. Yeah, but they was all, it was always one of the penny candy things. Yeah, That's why I, I know mean, about it. All the penny candy won't good. It was penny hey, look, for a reason. I, I, ain't really <laughs> eat, I ain't really eat candy like that. But like bitter know. honey? <laughs> nah, that shit's nasty. Black Morticia Adams, old age, kicking in, laugh out loud. <laughs> I just can't remember penny candy. <laughs> yeah, if you're, if she, she's charges. not that much younger than Moby is, but 35 is pretty young based on what we're talking about. I mean... I mean, because when Moby was doing Penny Candy, she was like three. So yeah. I'm just saying that, that's I, I a big like, difference. I was like, I was like eight or nine, running them streets. Exactly. Paying uh. people, paying people in candy. <laughs> <laughs> that's currency when you're that old, man. It I'm is. Just saying. I mean, we. That's know. like, yeah, that's like cigarettes in jail, bro. I'm just saying. Oh God. Or either that or a cell phone. But between between candy and people knowing that like if they played their cards right and they was nice around me, my grandma was gonna make them food too. Mm. You already knew. Alright. He got his own carter. Awesome. Awesome. The old days by Moby. We look forward to more <laughs> of those. Awesome. Awesome discussions. But now let's jump into the my five. We had to have my five in a while. So we decided to bring it back today. Very simple. Five things that you would change about the school system. Five things that you would change about the school system. Since you don't have kids, AG, you can go first. Number one, school starts after Labor Day. Tired of going to school in August. That's ridiculous. Who's going? I mean, well, part of Virginia goes to school in August. Well, when I was like, when I got to junior high or before before junior high, school used to start after Labor Day. When yeah. I got to junior high and high school, they started like the last week in August. I was like, what the hell wow. is this? That's messed up for you. It sure is. Second, end SOL testing. Uh, that's a good one. Third, whatever is reviewed needs to be on the test. Not some crazy mess I ain't never seen. More pizza parties. Pizza parties, right. man. Pizza parties. I hear you. Last one, more accurate history classes. Meaning, don't whitewash history anymore. You know, which is funny, right? Because I feel like I didn't get a lot of whitewashing in Petersburg. I'm pretty sure there were some, but I didn't get a ton of it because I lived in Petersburg. It's interesting because you grew up in Chesapeake and Moby grew up in Portsmouth. So I'm kind of curious about how much whitewashing he got in history. All of history is whitewashed, man. I mean, you really got a lot of whitewashed history too, but you also had other people who were adding to the curriculum yeah. on their own. Yeah. But that wasn't what you were getting told was not the curriculum, sir. No, because see, that doesn't count. Because <laughs> somebody telling you 
on the on the you know low key telling you that's one thing but it's that's not what 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 my request is my request is for people to have to learn all of the history yeah you not the history that makes me feel comfortable as mainstream america history that might make me feel a little uncomfortable your textbook was still describing slavery as basically a low-wage employee you, you might have not read it that way but that's I guarantee you the textbook you was reading at the time was basically just making slavery sound like you know low wage employees it's interesting because I felt like the teacher talked more about that towards the past stuff than us reading more of that stuff so I, I agree with you um, you know probably one of the not probably I guess one of the benefits of growing up in a uh, majority African American town I guess city you know they were pretty truthful about and plus you know the CGPs were so they kind of couldn't like really completely whitewash all that because it's like yeah bro I just go down the street and you got signs talking about the battles of the Civil War so it was like mm, you'd be amazed and they were pretty proud about that they were, no they were pretty proud about that not they were people were proud about it so when you read the little things it kind of told basically what it was. And they, they use words called slaves and stuff like that. So, which I thought was interesting because those things are like super old. So, back then, I guess they were just like, we do what we want. But that's that's a good list, AG. Appreciate that's it. That's a very good list. I think it was really self centered because I don't really know, like you said, I don't have kids. So, I don't have to really delve into the school system as it, you know, all the evils in it. But uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. So we'll let the the person with kids go last because I feel like he has a the he's more down to the to the to the earth about it. So I'll go over mine. So I'm a technology guy. So I feel like, yo man, it's time for kids to have tablets. Every child should have a tablet, and the book should be loaded on a tablet. You know, you make sure you got the necessary security and the built-in internet. But if anything we learn from COVID is our educational system has been held down for decades because it's interesting that after a couple months, a lot of these kids end up having electronic devices in order to do school at home. And it's like, so it it took this to happen for technology to catch up to education. Yeah, how about, you know, that continues to happen now? So that's why I say for one, um, you know, let's hire some more police, put them in schools. Clearly we need it because we got crazy people going up shooting up schools for absolutely no reason. So, you know, that. Um, it's time for unicorn for uniforms. And I also feel like if we're gonna require them, then the government should pay for it. It shouldn't be a situation where people have to go out and buy uniforms for their kids. Because once again, that stops some of the stupidity that happens in our schools. Hey man, your slacks, your slacks look crazy today. Hey man, so do yours. I mean, what's the same damn slacks? You know, kind of into all that. Um, I feel like when I was in school, we it was required that we had school club time. I think it's like in school 
during the time during school time clubs. I think we should do that again. I think that should happen again because I took Spanish. I had it. I was in a Spanish club in fifth grade. It was dope that every Friday between two and three, instead of being in our class, we went to another class and learned some different shit. So I think that'd be good. And um, one, two, three, four, five. Nobody should be paying for meals anymore, man. That's so antiquated. You know, 70% of the kids don't pay for meals now. Now we're just saying, hey, oh, we, we should just give everybody free food. Just call it a day. Stop doing it. Um, once again, that's another way to bully children and all the other craziness. Um, and I did have an extra one was um, hire more school advisors and then it should be required time for them to you have enough school advisors whereas there's a required time throughout the day in which you know throughout a two week period they see their group of kids like one by one because I think the other thing is kids are nobody's talking to children anymore nobody goes nobody talks about how's your day how are things going you know, you got some issues you help with. And then next thing you know, a child has issues for years and then nobody deals with it. And once again, craziness ensues. So I think that if, you know, hey, I'm not saying it's going to stop at all, but if we at least had them had the ability, didn't have the ability in the requirement to talk to somebody, they could sit there for 20 minutes and not say nothing. Or they can sit there and tell them their life story and whatever. Because I just think the problem is a lot of people are talking at kids instead of two kids. So that's mine. Mo B. All right. So end SOL testing, which it's actually in a lot of places going away anyway currently. Mm-hmm. And a lot of places you can have you can opt out of your kids even being taking the test but um yeah in in sol testing um ensure that all schools and all classes have um pe um, whoa, whoa back up there are, there are places where they don't have physical ed absolutely yep absolutely i had no idea wow okay three make it requirement for all high schools to have um trade classes and I know people might say well why should I be forced to do a trade Um, you're forced to take English and you're forced to do history and most of y'all aren't going to be working in a museum or you know doing anything involving history so why not require you to do something that at a bare minimum can give you a career so I I I think I think all school high school should require all students to learn a trade just like an elective class we, we for God's sake we make kids have to do at least three years of foreign language to go to graduate so why not be like hey you, you better either pick to do some plumbing HVAC carpentry something three semesters of it so at least you know when we always talk about education is the key well, what are we educating people to do? I what, mean, what it, makes it's us a, feel comfortable. Yeah, so it's like you know, educating people to know stuff, and then there's educating people to do stuff. 
I'd rather our schools be putting more position to educating them to do stuff. Um, one, ensure that art programs are restored because a lot of schools have lost art programs and we've completely devalued art. Um, I get it because we're such a capitalistic society that um, nothing about art seems to make people feel like it's credible or needed. But um, arts have literally saved people's lives, be it music, actual art, um, writing, creative writing. We, we just us losing art is I'll say it, losing art is the reason that most of our movies of the last 20 years have been shit because we don't we don't have creative process like out of the last 20 years besides Marvel movies which really shouldn't count either because they're all based off comic books that were written you know sometimes decades ago but out of the last 20 years I challenge you to try to name a action or adventure or suspense movie that is it a prequel or a remake I challenge you and there's a reason for that because we don't have or encourage people to have new and creative thoughts and that starts with art my god Steph Curry is losing his mind or is that Jordan Poole it's just crazy I'm sorry just stuck. but um <laughs> I just looked up and like Steph Curry is like pulling up from like damn near half court. But um, yeah, he did. And Jordan Poole just did one too. So, but um, the last one uh, kind of goes on to what like Ruben was saying. Like, I, I do think we have a tremendous need for more guidance counselors. And from a personal note, at one point in time, I wanted to be a guidance counselor. And then I did intern as a guidance counselor at, at school, in high school, and realized that guidance counselors don't do shit. And what I mean by that is they're really just like test administrators and people that help you with your schedule. And that's yep. kind of it. That's kind of all they have time for because there's not enough of them. And they don't really put enough time and space you know, that's like, well, we supply our school with guidance counselors in traumatic situations. And we say, hey, well, they're guidance counselors for the kids to talk to. But the problem with that is if the guidance counselors aren't already talking to kids to build a relationship with them, why would, a, why would a kid ever want to go talk to them when some shit's going down? Yep. So, I mean, we, we, we're, we're really missing the boat on that. Um, so yeah, that would be my final thing. It's just like really add actual counselors, add the counseling back to being a guidance counselor. Um, and I mean, really value guidance counselors because like I had some of the, I had one really good guidance counselor in high school and then I had some of the shittiest guidance counselors in college, in, in high school. No, uh. some, some of the guidance counselors in my high school, some of the shittiest guidance counselors ever. And when I say that, I don't mean that as a personal insult to them. It's because they were all about administering tests and they were pretty much teacher's aides. I had a guidance counselor that was my guidance counselor for like three years. She didn't know I played sports. She didn't know that I, um, I was done with all of my required classes. Like by the end of my sophomore year, she didn't know anything about me. To the point where like my junior coming my junior senior year she was like so 
are you thinking about going to the military or have you even considered you know college like you know you might want to get your grades or she didn't even know i was graduating with honors she didn't know anything about me she'd been my guidance counselor for three years i mean that's that bullshit the only thing she learned about me in my senior year she kicked me out of the guidance guidance office because i was a guidance aide and i got kicked out so but when it's all said and done hey look if they're not gonna sit here and do like intelligent shit like you know make it so kids can't get ar-15s at the age of 18 at least put some more money into the educational system (laughs) so i mean you know because our educational system is not great but it's not it's not horrible because they're worse in the world but we shouldn't be where we are i mean we put a lot of money into our educational system but the problem with our educational system is capitalism and i don't mean that as a negative but when people go oh well on the nicer side of town those schools have better resources it's not because that school's getting more public funding it's because more of the parents and the money that's over there give to that school yeah so you know a lot of people go oh well the schools in in the low income areas don't get the the resources they need it's like no they get the same amount of resources that other schools get because they really literally break up the money evenly Uh among schools but that school is getting more actual support and funding from the people that live in that community because the people that live in that community have money i mean and i guess the other thing is it's not everything doesn't have to be about money you know, the PTA is supposed to be there to to help the schools and stuff like that. Now, money is part of it, but I mean, you could tell who generally cares, which PTAs generally care about um, their school and those who don't. What one if they're active, and then two, you know, if they do things. So yeah, I mean. I don't know. I think there are a lot of questions and a lot of wants and there are a lot of things that we can do as people and then there's a lot of things that the government can do as the government and this is not something that falls only on one square thing. It falls on everyone and until we all decide that we want to chip in and do some stuff, then it's just going to be what it is. I mean, honestly, I think we lean too much on saying what the government should do to help with schools um people in impoverished areas or schools that that people would consider like um having less money and everything the money definitely is an impact is is definitely a reason but the thing that a lot of kids in these areas don't get which hurts them more than money is exposure if you're not exposed to different things uh-huh. you don't know they exist and like i'm glad that a lot of schools and programs have started to kind of expose kids to more things like when i was in south carolina i thought a really cool thing was in south carolina montessori schools are part of the public school system too so you can you can enter a lottery in the public school and a certain number of them will actually be in the montessori program at school for free it's just an exposure thing yeah I mean, you know, you my, my, da- my daughter was in the Montessori program in South Carolina and 
I'll say that I think that's a really big reason for why when when she got to Virginia, A, she was bored as hell because she was so far ahead of these people. But, you know, it, it, it gave her a good foundation to learn on her own because Montessori is about learning at their level, yeah. um, learning in a collaborative way. Yep. Um, doing different and, and it's totally contrary to the standardized testing system that we pretty much forced in our schools the last 30 years yep but they have much better results but you know we don't look at things like statistics and numbers we <laughs> we want we want to <laughs> standardized test how will we know if they know shit unless we test them like I don't know that's that's my own personal spill on that but yeah, I, th- I think kids just need exposure. I agree. I agree. All right. What's on your mind, AG? Not a lot, man. It's just been a week just trying to recover. Next couple of days I got off, and that's what, exactly what I'll be doing, catching up. Nice. Catching up. Nice. Made that money. Now you're going to take some time. One of these days I'll be able to do that. It's just a couple of days, bro. Hey man, <laughs> bro, bro, a couple of days. I mean, a couple of days, a couple of days. Truth. I get it, but True. you're not wrong, man. Sometimes you just need some time away. Moby, what's on your mind? Um, reading, reading is what's on my mind right now. Not because I necessarily want to do it. I mean, <laughs> I, do, I do a decent amount of it already, but. I mean, I've been wondering how do libraries stay in business anymore? Because like I don't ever see anybody actually checking books out anymore. Like my kids have like 10 books checked out and I'm like, I swear to God, we're probably the only people in a five mile radius that actually checks out books in the library. Like at this point in time, I feel like the library is really just a place for people who don't have a printer go to print shit out. To use the internet, free well, Wi-Fi. I've seen people. I've seen more people renting like DVDs and stuff from the library than renting the books. Well, in their defense, before Netflix was a thing, the library really was a free resource that was actually really good. I about to say, yeah, if people didn't know that was a slept-on thing. You know, you can go to Blockbuster if you want, but if you find it at the library. <laughs> Put, put your name in the queue, baby. Put your name in the queue. They'll give you an email when it's ready. Yes. But yeah, that's it. I just, you know, I'm, I'm just wondering, like, how. And even you, you were saying you think the textbook should be loaded up on iPads for all the kids, and I'm like, I, I get that, but I don't want books to be obsolete. Like, so- I literally have a bookshelf, and I feel like. I walk in most people's houses and there's not a bookshelf. And this is a very small bookshelf. But most time when I walk in people's houses, like the bookshelf is really just full of DVDs, which is also weird to me because it's like, who still has DVDs? Yeah. I guess I guess a lot of people still do. But I look at DVDs much like I guess kids probably look at VHS tapes. I'm just like, yo, what are those? And how do you <laughs> make the, them work? So, so the reason why so the reason why I one of my things was putting books on tablets is because to me, I think on certain levels, books are overrated. 
And on top of that, you know, I feel like schools would um, save. Oh, they would definitely save money. I mean, they save some money, but I guess more, more. In, I mean, because like I understand the social skills and the social stuff about um, lockers and all that beautiful stuff. But when it's all said and done, when you got a fourth grade carrying sixty pounds of books in a book bag, to me that sounds a little questionable. So. And I mean, it's not like we don't have the technology and there's nothing wrong with a, a child going to check out a book or whatever, or that sort of thing. I mean, because I would want children to, in, because I didn't enjoy reading because I didn't enjoy reading and we had freaking books. So like, I would want kids to go to the library and be like, wow, there's some cool stuff here and read and things that such because if you like all these movies like the Twilight series stuff like that like if you read the book some of that stuff's completely different you know and I and I think it should be it the option should be there what I don't like is the fact that as you know schools are spending like some dumbass amount on textbooks and then they keep those same textbooks for like 20 years bro the, the world has changed year from year like what are you doing I mean, no, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I just, you know, there's just something about actually having a book in my hand that I don't want, like, to ever go away. Like, I don't want people to ever, like, lose what a book feels like. And Yeah, but how many how many math books do you have in there? Two. Out of your whole high school career, high school college, you have two books. I mean, I didn't keep high school books. I just it, have. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> And that's exactly what I'm Cause, saying. Because we weren't we weren't allowed to keep the high school books. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like we didn't have, we didn't get to take the books home in portion because the books had to stay in the classroom because we didn't have right. enough books for everybody. We didn't have and, enough books, well, man. But that's another thing, man. That's that's another situation. Whereas kids could learn more if they had accessibility to the book in some way. And that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying even if you wanted to be like, hey hey, we'll have 15 books in the classroom and keep them in the classroom. But when you're at home and you can't, you don't have the classroom book, the hell are you going to do? Other than go surf other shit. I mean, I'm just saying, the technology's here, and for some things, we need to use it. Other things, not so much. Like college, I'm not saying we should remove them in college, but I am definitely saying in high school, at least for a certain level, at least until like maybe eighth grade, like, if you're a teenager, you're, I mean, you're in ninth, tenth grade, you can carry some damn books. But, like, kindergarten to eighth grade, for what? Especially those biology books that are way bigger than more than more than you were talking about today. That's all I'm saying. But thank you. Um, oh, wait. book book recommendation? Um, the Boys of Dunbar, very good book. Um, I'm like halfway through it and I, I can't really stop reading it. It's like super interesting. It's about um, Dunbar High School in 81 and 82 when they had Muggsy Bogues, David Wingate, Reggie Lewis, and Reggie Williams. Damn high school basketball team had four NBA players on one team. But um, it's really not just about basketball. It's really about all the stuff that they were going through. Really, really dope book. Really telling of the times in Baltimore. Like, in the 80s. Gotcha. Awesome. 
what's on my mind? Um, I talked to a young brother this weekend because I was at an event um, and it was Teens with a Purpose in Norfolk and they had their Fuse Fest. They've been having for like 10 years. It's basically, and it was in, um, for those, anybody who knows Norfolk, it was in Park Place. So Park Place is one of, um, I guess I guess you consider a project um, in Norfolk. And so the Teens with a Purpose group you know, the teenagers, they work together, try to better what they can, that sort of thing. It was an awesome, it was an awesome um, festival and stuff like that. Talk to this young dude, man. He was probably, he was clearly maybe 22 to 26. And we were sitting right beside the health department. And he went to the health department later to get some condoms for his brother, who he was telling me just got out of jail and he's having sex with like everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> With, not yeah. everyone, everything. That's what he everything. said. That's what he said. <laughs> I was wondering yeah, if like, you know, well, I was the only person that caught that one. Yeah, he had, he had like a bag this big of like condoms. Like, it was probably like 80 condoms in that bag. And then she gave me like another 40. And I was like, Jesus. I was, you know, he was like, yeah, man. Dude's just out here just slinging that thing everywhere. And I was like, look, man, at least he's using a condom. Because he could be slinging that thing and everywhere and just have a whole bunch of kids around. He's like, you right. Could be out here shooting everybody club up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then he was like, you know. We've, we've had enough mass shootings. We don't need any <laughs> <laughs> Not of that type anyway. And so then we were, um, he was like, yeah. He was like, man, this festival ain't gonna, ain't gonna solve no, ain't gonna solve no violence. And I was like, what are you talking about, man? He's like, look, man, this thing ain't taking no guns off the street, blah, blah. You know, it's not really doing anything. And I was like, look, man. And we looked over, and one of the barbershops was giving kids haircuts for free, which was dope. I mean, so if you can't afford because haircuts are like $35 these days, plus tip, which is crazy. Crazy. That's why I cut my own damn hair. Um, I balled it up and just get rid of all of it. And so he was like, then he was, I guess he had an epiphany. He was like, you know, if that kid don't get jumped on, maybe he don't grab a gun. And I was like, yeah, bro. It's not going to stop everything, but if it stops one, then this event did some good. And, and stuff like that. He was like, you know what? That makes sense. Because he was thinking, and then he told me he was a Trump supporter too, which that's a different conversation for another time. We didn't get into that. Lord knows we didn't get into that. But you know, it's one of those things where he was thinking of the he, the big picture, but I was like, yo, man, you, for some of this stuff, you got to start small. You got to, you know, you got to look at it on this level. That kid able to get joked on about his hair that way, because it was a big kid, man, but he was probably like 11. That way, he ain't got to jack nobody up and some little tiny kid who trying to be Chris Rock ain't getting shot or ain't going to shoot him or nothing like that. So... All I'm saying is we got to make sure that we, as a, as just people, we got to celebrate the small victories. And remember, we can't change the full spectrum of everything in one fell swoop. We got to do it piece by piece. Because what do they say? How do you eat an elephant? One piece at a time. And that's how we got to do everything. So with that being said, I'd like to thank everybody for watching us and watching us on the podcast the live podcast today. Um, Watching us on the podcast. 
podcast. I know, right? That's it's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, make sure make sure you go to Spotify uh, and watch us. But with that being said, uh, make sure you go wherever you get your podcast and listen to our whole array of episodes if you haven't already, because we got 132 of them plus some specials. So um, check us out on that. But always, you know, I'd like to thank AG, I like thank Moby for giving up themselves to do this dirty with with us every Sunday, and of course. Every Sunday, 9 p.m., we're going to be here to give you all of our opinions. And like like it says in the intro, some of the stuff you don't want. But, hey, we are here for it. And, of course, everybody be safe, be good, peace, love, hair grease, soul, and deuces. Email us at 5minutewarning19 at gmail.com. And also leave comments on Facebook and Twitch. Search 5 Minute Warning. Contact us on Twitter at AG underscore FMW podcast, at Nugeman25, at FMW2019. Contact us on Instagram, Moby 5 Minute Warning, AG underscore 5 Minute Warning, Nugeman25. You can listen to the podcast at Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of The Five Minute Warning.